Welcome back to That's My Biz Podcast. I am Ginger and I'm here with my homegirl, Pam. Say hey, Pam. What's up, y'all? On today's episode, we're talking about legacy. You know, especially us being moms, this is going to be a topic that we're going to go in on. So just get ready. But before we jump into this podcast, Pam, Pam and I need to catch up just a little bit, y'all. So girl. <laughs> How has your week been? It has been a busy one. I felt like it dragged by, man. Like, I was so ready for the weekend to come. How about you? Mine went by pretty fast. Like, I looked around, and it was time to record, and I feel like I was real busy, but I did get some fun in, so that's always good, right? Yeah, especially because it's warming up now, so I've been trying to get outside a little bit more, enjoy the sunlight. Girl, I'm getting out today, matter of fact, because it's so pretty here in Texas, I have to get out. We went out shortly yesterday, and girl, we went to Ikea. Let me tell you something. This is my second time going to Ikea, and I never have to go again. And here's why. That store is overwhelming. It's nice, don't get me wrong, but it's overwhelming, especially when you have your family and you have the little ones with you. and. I would just, you know, put this out there. Pretty much what you see online is what you see in person. They just kind of give you more of the ideas, how they set the rooms up and everything like that. So, hey, just shop online. If you're not into walking a big store and getting like, I say about a 30-minute cardio workout in, just order online. See, there's not an Ikea near me. I think the closest one to me is like, Charlotte, North Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm not about to drive like four hours just to go to a store. So it's not worth it. <laughs> not at all. My girl, let's go ahead and get into today's topic. <laughs> let's do this. Let's do this. So when I think about legacy, I think about passing things on to the next generation. And for me, that would be my children. You know, I will say that because I didn't have that same legacy passed down to me as far as business is concerned, I'm completely green with it. So I'm on Pinterest, I'm on Instagram, I'm on YouTube, trying to figure out exactly how to maneuver through this whole, okay, I have a business, I feel like it's very lucrative, it is something that definitely does not have to stop with me. But how do I finesse that to my children, you know, and get them interested? And am I being too pushy, you know? Mm -hmm. So how do you feel about legacy? Like with your brand, No Pressure, and I know that it's still in its infant stages. What Have you even thought about the long haul and what you could see in the future? I think for me, my kids, they love my brand. Like they big up my brand all the time. And it makes me feel so good every time, especially my son, every time he sees me making a shirt or whatever, he's like, oh man, mom, that's so dope. Like mom, yes. I've been telling all my friends about it. I be, cause he does virtual school. So whenever he's wearing his shirt, he's like, yeah, my mama made this. Like <laughs> he hypes me up and I love it. But as far as like passing it down to them, legacy wise and whatnot, it's not something that I want to force on them. Yeah, if they want to be a part of the business, cool, but I'm not going to make you be a part of it. One thing that I have been teaching them though, because it's not something that I was taught growing up, is that college isn't a necessity. Like you don't have to go to college in order to succeed. 
growing up, I was always told you got to go to college in order to have a good job and in order to make big money. Me too. Not true. No, it's not. I wasted all this money. I went to college for like two years, y'all. And then I was gone after I had my son. And I still got student loans that I got to pay off. For what? <laughs> okay. It's, it's just a waste. So I've been trying to teach them like, hey, you see what I'm doing. You see what Brad, my boyfriend is doing. Like we both have our own businesses. We're making good money. You can do this too. You don't necessarily have to have college. My daughter, she wants to cook. So we've been trying to teach her like different recipes and showing her how to look things up and kind of teach herself how to do things. We've been looking into classes for her. Mm -hmm. She wants to start a YouTube channel. So we were like, okay, treat this like a business. What steps do you need to take? So we were trying to show her like how to figure out a name for her brand, how to figure out what she is like, what story she wants to put across what does she really want to teach people are you just cooking or do you want to teach people how to cook like where do you want to take this from there mm-hmm. so we kind of been starting them on like little baby steps to kind of implant the seeds like y'all can do this on your own without college you can right. you know make your money without college so that's my legacy is just kind of teaching them that it's doable whatever you have your mindset on whatever you're passionate about, you can do it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do the traditional route. And I'm gonna be here every step of the way. I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna teach you what I know. Cause even lessons that I've been learning in my business, I make sure to like pass it down to them and teach them like, y'all mama messed up. This mm-hmm. is what I did. This is what, it, what was wrong about it. Or show them like, okay, y'all, this is what I have coming up. This is what I'm having to do to get to, you know, my launch date or whatever. So they can kind of see me now and they'll see me prepping certain things. They're like, oh, mom, are you about to put an order together? Are you figuring out what you're going to do for your next um, line? Like they kind of see what I'm doing and they pick up on what that's leading up to. So I think that by them seeing me being so, being such a, not really a workaholic, but just the passion that I have. Mm -hmm it's kind of making them passionate about things that they didn't really think of before could really be a job for them per se. Cause my, my son, he's always thought, Oh, I got to go to college to do things. Like I have to do a traditional thing. I have to be a lawyer. I have to be a teacher. Like he was thinking kind of that mind frame, but ever mm-hmm. since he me and my boyfriend doing our own business, he's like, Oh, I don't got to do those traditional things. I can, I can do other stuff that I really like and make money from it. Okay. So it's kind of opened their minds so much more, you know, but why don't you like, are you trying to pass Gemini fly down to your children as the years go by? Listen, I would love to. And going back to when I first started, I actually named my business after my daughter. I remember you told me that. It was Zoe's Beauty Box. And it's not because so much I wanted her to like start a business or, you know, take this business on. She just inspired me and she birthed this creativity inside of me. And so I wanted to give her credit. But, you know, you mentioned something very valuable. Your kids um, are of that age where they can kind of acknowledge what you're doing. It makes sense, you know, or they have questions. Well, my daughter is, my son is only three, but... I feel like what you said, 
feeling like they have to go to school to get all of this um, education in order to be successful is something that, you know, we were taught and we didn't have anything really to compare it to. Now, our kids, they do, and they have it hands-on. They see mommy coming out with the packages. They see her getting things for her business and not going into an office, so to speak, you know. So, therefore, they have a one-upper on us when it comes to that. It's like having a teacher right there that's not stressing you but showing you, hey, there's another way. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, I because mine is hands-on, a lot of it is, and a lot of it involves actually being able to make, it would definitely be something that, you know, they would have to come in and and sit down and kind of see if it's something that they want to do. And I just don't think it's for everybody, but I would definitely want to walk them through the steps, show them the motions, even show them the bank account, you know, uh, show them the bloopers, the fumbles, the emails, the things that make mommy say, you know, I don't know if I want to do this because they need to know all of that just the same way they need to know everything about education so they don't go in being green, you know, feeling like, oh, I'm just going to buy this machine and this laptop and this mic and I'm going to go for it and I'm going to have a successful podcast. Maybe, maybe it'll take some time. You know, uh, maybe you won't like it at all and you'll have to sell all your equipment and scrap it and start all the way over. So I believe it's definitely something we can pass on to our children if we share with them the purpose and the process. And then therefore they'll have their choice to say, hey, this is something I want to do. Or you know what, I'm going to go to school because maybe I want to be an engineer and I think I might need a little more, you know, education behind that in order to pursue that or a lawyer or whatever. I feel that takes more education. So yeah, I definitely would love to pass it on. Definitely. But, you know, you don't want to apply pressure to your kids either. I know I grew up in a setting my parents were entrepreneurs now the reason why i say they didn't pass it on to me because i don't do it they were into the beauty world with hair and so my dad was a barber he had his own barber shop and my mom was a beautician it was real um in my perspective at that time in the 90s it was really different to have your parents working in the same space but the only thing that kind of pushed me away from that is the fact that it seemed like they didn't like it that much. Like they were good at it, but they didn't like it. And I think that's because they were shooting from the hip. You know, they didn't have a blueprint or anything. And they made my brother and I come there and watch them. And so I think that took away the desire to wanting to do, like if we would have been invited in, I think we would have been like, you know what? maybe I do want to go to cosmetology school or maybe I do want to be an apprentice and become a barber because those are some lucrative, you know, professions right now. Okay. But I think it was because, well, they had to bring us because we didn't have babysitters or family around. So we had to come, but I I just think that kind of shot down any aspect of us wanting to get into to that field because it was like mandatory. You got to be here, you know, after school on the weekend. So like you said earlier, it's all about letting them know that this is an opportunity. I want you to see what I'm doing, but I'm not going to make you do it. I want you to, you know, see if this is something that you gravitate towards, even if it's not my business, you know, you'll know how to run a business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, what do you feel? Well, you kind of told me about how you feel about putting the pressure and, and having options on there. 
Um, what about your little one when it comes to that? Does she seem interested? I know she's really, really little, but. She actually, and I didn't even realize this until my boyfriend pointed it out one day, but he was like, Naraya's going to always know you as a hustler, as a person who has, you know, always ran her own business and stuff like that. Whereas Genesis and Isaiah, they're just now seeing me run a business before they just knew nine to five mommy. Now they know nine to five slash entrepreneur mommy. So they're seeing it from both aspects. But he was like, Naraya's just going to know you a hustler. Like you out here doing what you got to do to get it done. And she actually comes over a lot whenever I'm working. She thinks she's helping out. And, and honestly, she kind of gets in the way sometimes. But I just let her because she just seems so interested. She's only one. So she doesn't know like what I'm truly doing. She just sees mommy busy. And she'll pull like my boxes out because those are where she can reach them. So she'll pull them out sometimes. And sometimes she'll bring them to me. Sometimes she'll lay it on the floor and try to break dance never know what you're going to get from her, but, <laughs> but she, she sees me working. So she knows that I'm busy, but she just doesn't get like what exactly I'm busy with. And I've even made like little shirts for her to wear and stuff. Granted, I don't have like a kid's line, but she's my kid. So I'm gonna make right. her, you know, I'm gonna make her a one-of-one -one type thing. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe whenever she gets older, she might like really realize what I'm doing. But as of right now, she just sees mommy doing stuff. That's really all it is for her. I love that. I love it. And Roman, you know, he's similar, except he comes in my office and he messes up everything. So I don't really know if he's into it or he just sees it as, oh, mommy has some nice little toys that I can play with. So <laughs> who knows? But I love the fact that you mentioned your older kids got to see you work strictly your nine to five, and now they get to see you pivot. And that's important because they may go to school, they may get scholarships or what have you, and they may not like it, or they may want to do both like you're doing. So girl, I think that for the listeners, they should really keep in mind that when you're building your brand, when you, you're working, don't leave your family out. Allow them to peep in, because I know that we're all hustling and trying to make sure that we're getting these orders out, we're promoting ourselves, you know, getting that brand out. But the people that are benefiting from our brands, our families, you know, you don't want to leave them in the dark. Yeah. You know, who knows? They may, it may be a time where your children will have to fill in orders for you. You know, maybe somebody has to return an email from mommy. You never know. So therefore, I think the more that we empower them, the better it is for us and them. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And they've even, with my older two kids, they can tell the difference between me working my nine to five and me doing my own business. Because I'm working from home for my nine to five still, but they can tell in like, my enthusiasm to get my work done which is crazy because they'll see me on my computer and they'll be like you're doing stuff for your nine to five aren't you and I'm like yeah yeah and they're like yeah you look stressed and then they'll see me doing stuff for me like for either no pressure or the content creation that I do for my clients and they're like oh you're doing you're making something for one of your clients right now or oh you're making another shirt and I'm like yeah and they're like I can tell. Just don't stay up too late. Like Aww. my kids are all about me trying to get my rest, but they get that whenever I'm doing my work for me, they know that I actually 
enjoy it and they see that and they're like, oh, I can tell you really like this or mom, you're doing such a great job. And that just makes me feel so good whenever my kids are telling me I'm doing a great job because they just see all the hours that I put in and Mm -hmm. they see the finished product and everything. And they're just like, you're doing good, mama. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. I I love that. I love it. Great examples. Well, I think that we really touched on legacy in a, you know, in a good way, but I know that in previous episodes, we talked about this book, Laziness Does Not Exist, and I'm quite sure people are like, when are they going to touch on this book and, you know, let us know at least that they've read it. So I've read it, and I would say that it was definitely an impactful book. Mm -hmm. I think that her name is Devin. Um, She did an excellent job at breaking it down. I did see an interview, though, where she said that she wishes that she would have interviewed, because she has a series of interviews in the book. Yeah. She wished that she would have interviewed more African-American women or people, because she figures that um, there are different experiences when it comes to stress and overworking and things of that nature. And I was like, duh like of course there is you know so um who knows maybe she'll come out with a second book you know where she speaks more to us you know black women and black people in general but um the thing that i walked away from laziness does not exist was from childhood we're just taught or some may even say brainwashed to overwork outwork each other compete with each other and though I do believe working is vital in life you know work without faith is dead you know read your bible if you're into bible (laughs) into reading the bible (laughs) but I also feel like resting is important uh relaxing resetting your mind and your body um re-evaluating things doing nothing sometimes is super duper important because at the end of the day Um, Especially like, for example, if you work a nine to five, you are replaceable, you know? And for example, with us talking about our legacy and we have brands, if we run ourselves in the the ground on things other than that, then we won't be able to do, fulfill the things that make us excited, the things that we want to do, you know? So um, I really think the, this generation after us has a really, really big chance of breaking that motto of overworking and learning how to work smarter and enjoying life as well as work, you know, and having that happy medium. And I also feel like it doesn't show weakness, you know, it shows weakness when you're overworking and your eyes twitching and you're sweating and you're gaining all this weight, you're stressed out, your hair's falling out, you know, your teeth are loose. There's a lot of things that can go on with overworking yourself that we don't know about. Um, and also we're all, um, the book kind of stressed about how we're not told to celebrate the wins in its entirety. Like we're, we're told to, okay, you won congratulations now move on to the next thing or get back to work and that's real unfortunate and I I know I've experienced that have you yeah, you know where you win something and you gotta shut it down and go to the next thing mm-hmm. or even in your nine to five you don't really get a whole lot of recognition for the stuff mm. that you accomplish 
you work your butt off, you do all this stuff, you know, working endless hours for your job. And then you get a, okay, good job. Next task. You don't get to relish in the fact that you just successfully completed a huge project. You have no kind of payoff in the end. There's no extra pay. There's no day of rest. There's no even a thank you or anything of that nature. But if you do something wrong, they are quick to point that out. They're quick to acknowledge your failures, but not quick to acknowledge the things that you do great. So I think that with this book, it really did teach me to kind of slow down mm-hmm. and recognize whenever I do something amazing and celebrate that, celebrate the small things. It's okay to take your breaks. It's okay to rest. It's okay to do one thing at a time. Like it really broke down to me that, you know, multitasking is not a thing. You cannot successfully multitask because whenever you're multitasking, you're really not focusing. You, you're not giving the correct attention to a certain thing because you're trying to do so many things at one time mm-hmm. and it's just impossible to do all of the things at once it's just it's impossible so I've really been slowing down more after reading this book it's really taught me that it's taught me to rest and to pay attention to the signs that my body are giving them because your body will tell you whenever you are just running it ragged It'll be like, hold up, girl. <laughs> you need to stop. You need to take a rest. You need to take a day off. And I appreciate that so much from this book because I've never had a book just read me for filth. And that's really what this book did. Like, it was like, Pam, girl, you know, I'm, I'm talking to you. Hello, are you listening? And I'm like, yes, I hear you. I hear you, girl. So I think it was an amazing read. If she, I need to actually look to see if she has any other books. I don't know if this is like her first book or if she has others, but I'm gonna look it up because I liked how she did present this. I do think that she would have benefited from interviewing more African-American women or just African-American people in general, but the book itself was still really, really good, in my opinion, at least. Mine too. I highly recommend it. And listen, to any listeners out there that have read the book, please let us know, you know, on Instagram, you can slide in our DMs at That's My Biz Pod. Whatever. We want to know. We want to hear from you because I know that this is a book for so many of us adults. It definitely is. Now, we want to kind of get into some more little things that have been going on, some highlights that have been going on this week. So, you know, we often talk about music that we love. And unfortunately, we lost someone who was an amazing talent, amazing person, one of my favorite rappers, DMX. And I was actually going back in my mind, you know, which would date me to high school, some of his music. I actually have a senior book, right? I think most high school people yeah. have a senior book. And so like on the second line, it was like a list one to 10 or something like that. Number two was DMX stop drop. And I was like, wait a minute. Like I've been rocking with him for so long. And, um, you know, he had his battle, whatever, but we have his music to live on and to enjoy and to pass on to the youth. So, you know, that's something that we want to, shed light on and sending prayers and light to his family and all of his fans, you know. Yeah. What was your favorite DMX song, Pam? Oh, God. Because he has some bangers. Like, he has so many. I don't even know if I have this. A favorite because there's so many good ones. You know, actually, the other day I played, mm-hmm. oh, what song was it? I'm about to go and look it up. 
because I put one song came on my um I was when I was driving in the car mm-hmm. and I was like oh my god <laughs> like <laughs> I had almost forgot about the song and I was like yo well okay. slipping is always slipping is always like I feel like slipping has gotten me and so many other people through so much yeah um but dang what was the name of that song well I'm one just- that brings back memories while you're looking for that one was um it's, I think it's party up and oh, I can just remember <laughs> being in my bag with my friend going to the club in college and girl we would walk through the door when that song would come on we would lose our minds and just the fact that he could go from something simple and slow to like something that would get the party hype. It just kind of shows you his personality. Like he was just all around, you know, and let's not forget his prayers that he would say, you know, yes, that man could pray. Look, that's the thing. Like, I think so many people have so many negative things to say about him. Not so many people scratch that, but I think the people that have negative things to say about him, it's because they just know of like the addiction and stuff like that. But DMX was such an amazing person, truly a one of a kind person. Mm-hmm. Because despite all the things that he has been through, he always kept his faith. He was a man's man. Like you can never challenge his masculinity, but he had no problem showing his vulnerability either. Mm-hmm. He had no problem admitting his faults, mm-hmm. speaking on, you know, his downfalls and how, you know, he's progressed in any like all of that. He never had any issue with it. And I just admired him so much because of that, because we all knew his story and we all learned something from him. I'm sure everybody learned something from him. I actually saw a story. Um, this girl had tweeted the story the other day and she was saying how she was at a hotel years ago and she was in her hotel room and she could have sworn she heard his voice. Cause you know, he has that voice. You just you hear it and you're like, yo, that's DMX. It's one of those really recognizable voices. And she left out her room and she saw him down the hall and like ran down the hall to go and meet him and speak to him. And she was talking to him about her father's addiction and stuff. Mm -hmm. And she was so upset with her father, hadn't talked to him in Lord knows how long. And she was like, DMX taught me forgiveness. Like he was telling me his story. He was telling me, you know, how addiction is. And he was like, before your father leaves this world or before you leave the world, you need to forgive your father. Try to build that relationship back up with him because that's the only father that you have. And she was like, to this day, DMX is the reason why I've learned forgiveness. Mm. And I was like, that's just the kind of man that he was. Like, how can you not love that? How can you not love that? I just, he's just everything, man. But the story that I was talking about earlier was Blackout. Not the story, but the song that I was talking about. It was Blackout. I had forgot all about that song. And then it came on when I was driving. And I was like, yo, wow. I haven't heard this so long. Funny story. Well, I don't know if it's a funny story, but my dad, Mm -hmm. my dad's a deacon. He's he's the kind of guy, he doesn't really curse. You know, my dad's upset whenever he calls somebody a knucklehead. (laughs) <laughs> you know what his song is what is it money power respect get out of here <laughs> well i'm feeling your dad because that is a good song that is a hot song and it had some power hitters on there and that's the other thing about x he could get on a song with other people and mm-hmm. you were gonna know it was him he was gonna yep. shine through like seriously so oh, yeah. 
we're definitely going to remember him and play his music until we get tired. And then we're going to keep playing it because that's legacy. And of course, if we stream his music, his kids get to eat off of that. And that's so, so Mm -hmm. important. So that's how we can do our part, even though he's no longer here on earth. We can keep playing that man's music, keep celebrating his life so his kids can still, you know, benefit from their dad's legacy. Definitely. Um, Oh, oh, what have you seen on TV? Because I got to tell you something that you may need to check out. Have you watched any movies or series or anything lately? The other day I I was scrolling through all my little platforms and whatnot, trying to find something to watch. And Mm -hmm. I was on Amazon Prime and they had this, um, like an ad up top for this movie called Unhinged. Okay. And I was like, what is this? Because I noticed Russell Crowe. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Russell Crowe is in it. And it looked interesting. So I played the little ad and I was like, yo, he crazy. <laughs> so I didn't hit play because he was, I'm not going to give away the movie or anything. Just know if you're the type of person to have road rage, you might want to reconsider it, especially after watching this movie because Unhinged was just like, oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> Good movie. I got to check that out. I was actually on Amazon Prime too. And I, I'd seen the ad for the series, Them. Oh, I have to hit play on that. Listen, I hit play. It took me two days to binge watch it. And when I, I am still like shaking, mm-hmm. emotionally drained. And all I can say is it's not something that you could just sit there and just absorb all in at one time so brace yourself you know stop when you have to but go all the way through the end because I've seen a few people um on Twitter say that they had to stop and you know it wasn't for them Mm -hmm. I'm one of those people I give all films a chance unless it's just terrible and it wasn't terrible it was interesting I should say so check Mm -hmm. out the movie them and what made me see it not only was the ad watch it not only was the ad, but it was also the fact that, remember the, the uh, movie Us? Yes, that's what it reminded me of whenever I saw it. I was like, them, us? Yeah, it, <laughs> and my, my delay was on, so I didn't really put the two together at first. Mm-hmm. As I was watching, I was like, okay, I, I can see this. I can definitely see this. So yeah, we've been catching up on music and movies. And just like I said, today I'm going outside and get some sun. And I, I really enjoyed this episode. How about you, Pam? I enjoyed it too. But before we go, do you have any small business or anything that you want to shout out? Anybody that you've been feeling, somebody you might have purchased from recently or anything? The business that I want to shout out this week, actually, it's going to be my friend Krista David. She's actually an artist. Mm -hmm. And I have a few of her art pieces. I love her art because it's collage art. And it tells the story. She normally has like black women in her art. Mm -hmm. And I own two pieces. Well, two, um, yep, I would say pieces, art pieces from her. And the fact that I watched her from the Periscope days. So that was like back in the day day, right? And I've seen her when she went from just being a complete health worker in Harlem to relocating to Atlanta and going full forth with her business, with her art, and to see so many people gravitate towards. I think some of her pieces have been shown on Art Basel. She -hmm. was featured on peoples.com. Like, Krista is someone to know. So definitely, I want to shout her out. And she does sell her work too. So check her out. Let her know Ginger sent you. 
All right. What about you? What business did you want to highlight? I'm trying to think. Who do I want to shout out? Oh, somebody I just recently got an order from. (laughs) (laughs) So Daily by Mickey. She has an actual brand name, but I feel like I butcher it every time that I say it. And I, I hate butchering people's like actually actual business names. I want to say it's pronounced like Unoy, Unoya, E-U-N-O-I-A is her actual brand name. But if you look her up on Instagram, Daily by Nikki, and she has, um, she sells clothing, which I feel like I have almost every piece that she's put up in like at least the past three or four collections which every like I feel like I'm almost always getting a box from her store because <laughs> I just I love her stuff so much they're they're stylish and they're super comfy too so comfy and it's kind of gotten me out of wearing sweats every single day so I'm still wearing comfy um clothing while I'm at the house working but they look good and she also has she just recently came out with a self-care box that has like a room spray, um, lotion, bath salts. Oh, what else is in there? Um, incense, um, a sage stick. She has candles. She also has some notebooks and jewelry. She has like a lot of things on her site. It's really dope. She does drops at least once a month. She has a drop. I want to say that she's currently working on her main one, if I'm not mistaken from what I saw. But I just love her um, her brand itself and seeing what she does because she's literally like a one-woman show. She, just like how we are, she runs her website, which she actually built herself. Amazing because I don't have the patience for that. She um, does all her marketing, does her photography, which when you see her pictures, you'll be like, wait, what? Because she's in a lot of her pictures. So she's doing so portraits of herself in her gear um just packaging and everything like you could tell she's a hard worker and it just makes me so proud when I see people who are such hard workers like that and really about their brand you could tell their dedication to it I just love and admire that so much so yeah daily by Nikki um is my brand choice my small business choice of this week (laughs) Well, we're going to have information about those brands in the show notes. And we're going to close this episode out. So first of all, I just want to always thank you all for tuning in to this episode. And if there's any info you need, be sure to check the show notes. And if you want to continue the conversation and you're on Instagram, feel free to hit us up at That's My Biz Pod. Definitely do that. Mm -hmm. Oh, and if you're on Apple Podcasts, you know you can leave a rating and review. We definitely would appreciate that. So don't forget to do that and tag us on Instagram so we know that you're listening. Yeah. And one thing that leaving a rate and review on Apple Podcasts will help us with is helping us expand our audience mm-hmm. because the more rate reviews that we see, it'll actually pop up on other podcasts that are similar to us and more people get familiar with us. So if y'all are really rocking with us, if y'all like what you hear, Go ahead and do that little favor for us, please. (laughs) Thank you. And until next time, bye. Bye, y'all.